welcome to Cathedral of Faith. We're so glad that you've joined us. God has been waiting for this moment to reach out and touch you and work in you in a very special way. We're looking forward to what's going to happen as we worship, as we hear the word, as we celebrate God's faithfulness. There's a passage of scripture in Job chapter 19, which are the words of Job that he declared right in the middle of one of the worst crises that you can imagine. And here's what Job says. He says, I know that my Redeemer lives. He will rise on the earth. I myself will see him with my own eyes. How my heart longs for that day. I know that my Redeemer lives. The beauty about our God is he's not just a Redeemer, he's my Redeemer, your Redeemer. He's not just a friend, he's my friend, your friend. He's not just a Savior, my Savior, my Lord and my God, your Lord and God. And hopefully, like Job, you're longing to see him. And I believe we're about to do that as we worship the Lord. Father, thank you so much that you're here with us. You know every home, you know every person, you know every circumstance, you know every situation. And you've been waiting for this moment to work in us. You are a life-changing God, a transforming God. You're changing our stories. You're building our testimonies. And I believe right now, Lord, as we encounter you, you wanna bring strength and grace and power to each one of us because you're not finished yet. You're still working. You're still changing us from death to life and from struggle to grace. And may you do that now as we worship you in Jesus' name. Let's worship your Redeemer, my Redeemer. He's not finished with us yet. Jesus Christ the righteous, well I'm justified, 
will finish what he started. Our God will finish what he started. I hope you're hearing this. Our God will finish what he started. God's not done yet. Greater things are yet to come. Can I hear an amen somewhere out there? Greater things are yet to come. Well, welcome to Cathedral of Faith. We are Cathedral of Faith, not Cathedral of Good Luck, not Cathedral of Chance, not cathedral of maybe something could happen, cathedral of faith, where we're believing with you for God to work everything together in your life for his purposes. You see, part of the goal for us is to let this cathedral of faith be the statement of our life, that we are men and women, boys and girls of faith. In fact, one of the commands Jesus gave to the disciples that we read in Mark eleven twenty two says this, have faith in God. And may God open up our eyes to see ourselves, to see our circumstances. May he open up our ears to hear his promises that he is still at work. And may you receive that deep in your heart and spirit, that we would live by faith and step out in faith and walk by faith, faith to live and faith to give. And in this moment, we demonstrate that faith to give by bringing our tithes and offerings to the Lord. You can do that several ways. You can go to our app on your phone and give. You can go online to the website and give. You can text the number on the screen and give. Demonstrate that faith to live and faith to give. You could also write out a check and mail it to the church office or drop it by during the week. We're just praying that God would continue to open up our eyes to see ourselves, to see our circumstances, to see our lives the way he does and have faith in him, amen? In fact, the more we focus on his faithfulness, the more we can't help but have faith. And here to come with the latest and greatest here at Cathedral of Faith, here's the marvelous Mrs. Megan.
Cathedral family. Blessings on blessings on blessings to you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited to share God's love with you. But first, we have a couple announcements. We need your help to plan our next coming services here at Cathedral. So if you haven't already filled out a survey card, you should have received one when you came in. Fill it out real quick and you're gonna be able to give it to one of our frontliners in the lobby or in the amphitheater. If you haven't received a card, you can take the time to go to our guest center lobby desk or one of the amphitheater um, frontliner desks and you can fill it out real quick. We have some exciting news. Living Courageous with Ken Foreman is going to be on Daystar Satellite TV. So you're gonna to wanna to tune in on Saturdays at 11 p.m. This network is going to reach over 195 countries and over 110 million homes. Way to go, Cathedral. Please be sure to invite your friends, your family, unchurched friends to tune in and keep praying that this message will reach all over the world to bless many homes. And finally, for the latest and greatest here at Cathedral, please follow us on all our social medias and stay connected with us because we'd love to hear from you. God is working over your lives, Cathedral, and we're in this together. So be courageous. Hello, Cathedral family and friends. As you may know, the unofficial mascot of the Cathedral of Faith, Arthur, our Irish wolfhound, recently passed away. And I want to say on behalf of my wife and I, thank you so much for your words of encouragement and your prayers. You know, the loss of Arthur has left a big hole in our heart. And yet we have so many great memories to cherish. For example, I saw this comic where there's a husband and wife and an Irish wolfhound in between them. And it said, the husband says, I'm allowed to kiss her. She is my wife. And even though it's just a comic, that is a picture of our home. We've got a lot of great memories. And we're going to miss Arthur. He was a great dog. And speaking of dogs, there's a show that I used to watch called Mythbusters. And they once decided to test the old saying, do you remember this old saying? You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, they wanted to see whether that was a myth or whether it was true. And so they found some old dogs. These dogs were all in people years over 50. So I guess that makes me an old dog too. And these dogs were known for being stubborn. They had not been trained. And yet over the course of the program, they taught these old dogs how to sit how to lie down, how to shake. They even taught one of the dogs to do this right here. It turns out you can teach an old dog new tricks. And that is exactly what the Bible teaches. 
In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, we read, If anyone is a new Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, and the new is here. Whether you're an old dog or a young dog, you can experience the new in your life. New ways, and new patterns, and new habits. And that may be the best news that we need. Because coming out of the pandemic, with all the stress and the strain, it was so easy to fall into bad habits. One psychologist wrote this. She said she was never busier than ever. And every day I talk with people who are struggling, myself included sometimes. They're experiencing a lot of emotions and feeling fatigued or afraid or overwhelmed. People feel like they're just treading water. So they give in to bad habits. Treading water. Giving in to bad habits. Anybody identify with that? And once you give in to a bad habit, it's not always that easy to break. Cookie Monster was once trying to break his bad habit. He even went to rehab. But as you can see, bad habits are not always easy to break. Contraband check. What are these? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I, I, I don't know how they got there. When you make a choice to eat that cookie... And you make that choice again and again and again. And now you don't even have to think about it. You just tend to go there. That pattern's deeply embedded into your brain. It's automatic. You're still free to make a different choice. You're just not as free as you used to be. St. Augustine put it this way. He said, habits, if not resisted, soon become necessity. And what Jesus does is this. He comes to lead the resistance. To help us recover our freedom. To break bad habits. And take hold of healthy habits. And the Bible says. If the son sets you free. You are free indeed. How does freedom sound to you? I have a friend when she was 16 years old. She started smoking. Now, nicotine, like sugar, is very addictive. And she smoked every day. She made a choice. But then she wasn't as free as she used to be. And so every day for seven years, she smoked. And then she came to the point where she surrendered her habit to God. Her life was too valuable to shorten that life. She brought that back habit to God and through the power of Christ she was able to break that habit and she hasn't had a cigarette in over 20 years you see you can teach an old dog new tricks and over the next few moments with the help from our teaching team I want you to think about breaking bad habits and establishing healthy habits. And I'm handing the baton first to a member of our cathedral family, Dr. 
Angie Bymaster. Thank you, Pastor Ken. I'm delighted to be here today with my cathedral family. I'm Dr. Angie, and I work at Healing Grove Health Center. I'm a family doctor there. And I want to look at the book of Galatians because it is all about freedom. It starts out like this. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It goes on, verse 16, to say, so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And here's where Paul is separating the flesh and the Spirit. And he starts to list all the sins of the flesh, the things that uh, gratify our desires. And it's everything from uh, drunkenness and gluttony and orgies and hatred and envy and all kinds of things. And then he talks about the fruits of the Spirit. And he talks about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then he says, let's live by the Spirit, and we can keep in step with the Spirit. So I want to tell you a story about a patient of mine. Um, we're going to call him Miguel. That's not his real name. And Miguel has um, a lot of parts of his story remind me of kind of our spiritual journey with respect to our health and healthy habits. So most people, when they want to see me, they make an appointment, and they have a problem, and they want me to help them with it. They um, come in. Some get dragged in there by their mom or their wife or somebody, but poor Miguel was already at the clinic because he was part of our work program, and I said, hey, Miguel, when's the last time you saw a doctor? Maybe we should draw some blood. And so he got pulled in, and isn't that how God is? God loves us, and he's pursuing us, even if we aren't pursuing him. And he wants us to be healthy. So we checked a couple labs. Um, the hemoglobin A1c for Miguel was 15. Some of you may know about that test. Um, it's a diabetes test. It's a test of how much blood sugar has been in your veins for the past three months or so. And just suffice it to say, 15 is extremely high. So Miguel's a great guy. I love this guy. He lost his job when COVID hit, and he had the only um, income in the family. He's a really great guy. He drinks a little too much at parties, and he always has a lot of really ridiculous jokes and keeps everyone laughing. But you know how it was. We were all stuck at home. You know, you couldn't go to work. You couldn't go to the gym. And, you know, you're stressed out. And a lot of us gained the COVID-19. So I told Miguel you have diabetes. And Miguel immediately informed me that he does not have diabetes, that there must have been a mistake at the lab and that he didn't believe me at all. And isn't this where we are with God so often, right? We have to admit that we have a problem. And we don't want to admit that we have a problem. In fact, we sanctify all kinds of sins that we're into, all our unhealthy habits. We're like, oh, but it's for a reason. I, I don't eat too much. I just need to indulge myself, right? I don't drink too much. I just need to relax because it was a hard day. Or um, maybe I'm gossiping, but I'm not really gossiping. I'm processing and I'm letting you know how to pray for her, right? Um, so we really need to call it what it is. But do you know what stressed is spelled backwards? It's desserts. And so it's very, very natural for us to go after unhealthy habits when we're, um, when we're not doing well. But we do have to call it what it is. Having fun and relaxing are really good things. 
but sin leads to death. So Miguel finally admitted that he had diabetes. Um, so he decided that he needed to fix it on his own. Um, he did not take any of the medicines I prescribed, but he started taking a bunch of vitamins and started changing his diet. And I am all for changing your diet. Believe me, we talk about that all day long at Healing Grove Health Center. But he had a hemoglobin A1C of 15, and he was going to need a whole lot of help getting his sugars down, including some medicines. And isn't this where Satan wants to keep us, right? I'm going to fix it on my own. I'm going to do it my way, and I'm going to keep trying all these things that haven't been working, and I'm going to end up not feeling well. We are far less effective if we are sick and tired. Um, and if he didn't take his medicines, he was going to end up on dialysis or with a stroke or with blindness or heart attacks or amputations. And we have to ask for help. We often cannot fix our health problems on our own. We didn't get them in a day, and their roots are very complex. And this applies to a whole lot of health problems. But the easiest ones to see are the addictions and the unhealthy habits, where we get stuck in a, a rut of doing the same thing over and over that we know isn't good for us. And when we get help, we have a tendency to want to control the process. It just seems like it would be better if we did it our way. But what I found, my experience says, in general, when we are able to release control, that's when healing happens more quickly. So back to my friend Miguel. He started taking one of his medicines, but he told me he was taking all three of his medicines, and somehow his sugars were really high, and they came down to a little bit lower, but they weren't anywhere near our goal range. So I asked his daughter, what's going on? And of course, she told me the truth. We have to take all of our medicine. Now, spiritually, you know what your medicine is. I don't know what your medicine is, but you know what it is. It's that thing that you do not want to do, but you know you need to do. And um, it could be a whole lot of different things. I'm going to give you a big bunch of examples of what taking your medicine might be, but you probably already know what it is. So here's some examples. You maybe need to eat more fruits and vegetables or drink more water and get rid of those sugary drinks. You may need to exercise, and Pastor Romel is going to talk to us about that in just a moment. Um, you might need to work on sobriety. Maybe you need to go to the doctor, or maybe you need to ask for forgiveness, and this is a hard one. Or maybe there's some problems with your marriage, and it's time to actually go to marriage counseling or confess a sin to someone and repent of it or make time in your schedule for daily prayer and meditation. Um, maybe you need to forgive someone else, call that relative you've been ignoring, or let yourself grieve a loss, or take a risk and ask for um, prayer after service. So Miguel was very angry at his daughter for telling me the truth about how many meds he was actually taking. Um, and so he, and it makes sense, he wanted me to respect him and he wanted me to know that he respected me. And so he thought like, oh, if she just, if the doctor thinks I'm taking all my meds, then, then I'm good. But at home, I'm going to do whatever I want. And there is a spiritual lesson in this too. God says he's not going to be deceived. We will reap what we sow. Whatever we're doing spiritually is going to have its own spiritual consequences. Whether or not God, we think that we've tricked God into believing that we're something else than we are. And there's a lot of ways we try to deceive God. Sometimes we think, oh, I'll be extra nice, and then that will undo the gossip. Or I'll work really hard and earn extra money, and that will undo um, the way that I'm hurting someone else. But it doesn't work that way. 
the truth is Miguel's health is going to be completely different based on what his actual blood sugar is, not how many pills I believe he's taking. And our spiritual health is what it really is. We can't deceive God. We have no choice but to be honest about it. So finally, Miguel started taking all of his meds, and his numbers are nearly perfect, and he found a new love of Zumba, and he's eating more vegetables, and it's a very beautiful end of the story. He probably added 15 years to his life expectancy through the changes that he made in the past few months, and now his whole family will get to enjoy his crazy jokes for years to come. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. We don't have to white-knuckle our way to self-control. It can come from the Holy Spirit. And that's the amazing good news, is I've always thought disciplined people were this really odd breed of people that just had this thing that I didn't have. But we can ask for it. It is literally a fruit of the Spirit. And we can ask Jesus to free us from our unhealthy passions and desires. We can surrender to him, and he can heal us, He can help us turn away from sin and our patterns of unhealthy habits. We can ask the Holy Spirit for the fruits of self-control and patience with ourselves. Cathedral family, Jesus wants you to be free. And now, Pastor Amel will teach us about how to get freedom through exercise. Thanks, Dr. Angie. So we're on our way to recovering healthy habits. Uh, But when it comes to exercise, it seems like that's not quite the habit you have in mind. (laughs) Because we all exercise healthy habits. But not all of us use exercise as a healthy habit. So I want to talk about what it really means to exercise healthy habits. Because only 20% of Americans are actually getting the exercise they need daily. And since the pandemic started... About 50% of you started to exercise just a little bit more, which is a great thing. But in the end, 75% of Americans never make exercise a part of their regular habit for health. But that's not anyone at Cathedral of Faith, right? <laughs> so I saw this picture of a woman at her doctor's appointment, and she, the doctor asked her, do you exercise much? And she said, well, yes, I walk with the Lord daily. <laughs> Well, that's a good one. I have to remind myself of that one next time at the doctor. But I think there's a little bit of truth to that. Because exercise is more than just a good idea. It's a God idea for us to live our best lives and to really make it a habit. In Mark 12, verse 30, Jesus, he gives us the number one habit for us Christians to live our best life. And he puts it this way. Love the Lord God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind and with all of your strength. All of your strength. Man, underline that. Highlight that. Circle that. Man, as a, as a strength coach, man, that Jesus speaking my language. Because he's coaching me to use exercise and healthy habits to build up strength. Not just some of my strength, but all of my strength. See, because Jesus knows that if my strength suffers... Well, then my health is going to suffer. And if my health suffers, well, then my ability to love God with all of who I am, well, that suffers too. And the Apostle John puts it this way in 3 John 2. He says, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Cathedral, the body and the mind are one 
in the same. And the Bible also talks about our bodies being the dwelling place of the Spirit of God. That it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if we don't mind the body, well, one of two things are going to happen to it. But before I get to that, let me tell you about my dream car. It's a 1960s 23-window VW bus. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, you know, those cars are really tough to find these days. Because through the years, one of two things have happened to them. Well, either they've rusted out like this, or they've burnt out like that. You know, some of them have been ignored and abandoned and left to disintegrate like this. And, and some of us don't care enough or know enough about it and to prevent disasters like that. Well, in the same way, our bodies, our bodies can rust out and can burn out too. And the enemy, well, he's hard at work to make sure that happens. Because either way, you're out. But thanks be to God that he's given us Jesus Christ to fill the space in between. And if we give him just a little bit to work with from our hearts, our souls, our mind, and our strength, well, together, man, we can be built back up to everything that you're meant to be, and maybe even more. Check this out. This is a dream car. It's fully restored. And in 2017, at an auction, it sold for a record $300,000. Now, that's what I call Recovery Plus. And that's what God wants for you and for me, that we can really recover our health, especially now. And maybe, just maybe, it might be 300,000 times better than before. So let me leave you with this. As we start to exercise healthy habits, and I want you to think about starting small for impossible change. You know, research says that if you repeat small actions for as little as 10 minutes a day, it can start to create new pathways in your brain, change behavior, and lead to transformation. Uh, no, no, Pastor Ramel, uh, exercise has failed me way too many times to believe like something like that's going to happen. Well, don't miss out on the secret sauce because it's the guaranteed results of small actions that add up to that impossible change. So how about we do this? How about we do a cathedral strong challenge? And for the next seven days, you find a way to carve out 10 minutes of your day to go for a walk and to meditate on one Bible verse the whole time. And let's see. If you do it every day, you're not healthier, happier, and closer to God because of it. Hey, and one more thing I'd love for you to keep in mind as we do this. And it's these three words. It's get up and go. Because these three words were in every Bible verse that proves the healing power of faith in Jesus Christ. Where he commands those words, get up and go. And then the blind would see. The lame would walk. Limbs would grow back again. Minds would be set free. The blood would stop. And the dead, well, they'd come back to life. So how about we make get up and go a declaration in our life. Make it a daily habit. And as we start to exercise healthy habits and believe in him, 
start to experience in our lives that anything and everything is possible. Dr. Wayne. Thanks, Pastor Ramel. God wants us to live life to the fullest. And the scriptures tell us that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit and that what we do with our body matters. We glorify God with our body. So eating is an act of worship and exercise is an act of worship. And we want our bodies to be healthy and strong so that we can serve the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. There are so many beneficial healthy habits. You've heard some today from Dr. Angie, from Pastor Ramel, and our prayer is that the Holy Spirit would zero in on just the one that's for you. Again, there are a lot of possibilities, but may you hear today the word of the Lord about what that step is that you need to take to step into being healthier, healthier physically, healthier emotionally, and healthier spiritually. And what I want to do is I want to be the best shape I can be, not just so I can be in shape and people say, oh, he's in shape, but so I can serve the Lord with all my strength. We, we want to be able to be free to focus on God's purposes. And in the end, our ultimate goal for spiritual fitness is Christ-likeness, that we would be like Christ. And in fact, Jesus himself was a pretty disciplined person with some pretty healthy habits, and we're going to look at some of them. The first one comes from Luke chapter 4, where it declares this about Jesus. It says, he stood up to read as was his custom. Here's what that means. He stood up to read the scriptures as was his custom. It's another way of saying this was his habit. He did this regularly. And what I want to beg of us in this moment is if these are the habits that Jesus had, how much more? Do we need them? He was the son of God and this was his habit and it sets an example that we would follow in his steps. So part of that is the daily process of letting the word of God work in us. In fact, there's a great quote I want to share with you. It says this, the Bible was meant to be bread for daily use, not cake for special occasions. In other words, It's our daily bread. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. This is what it means, the Word of God. Finding a way daily to let the Word work in us. So the first healthy habit of Jesus was this. Jesus read the Word of God by habit. That was his habit, to be in the Word daily. And I would encourage you, take that baby step. Take that first step. Maybe it's just reading a verse a day and letting God work that. And as Pastor Ramel said, meditate on that while you're doing your walking. Maybe it's a chapter a day. Maybe it's finding a program or a plan that'll take you through the Bible in a year. But whatever it is, you will find spiritual health and strength by being in the word daily. That was the first habit of Jesus. Let me tell you about the second habit of Jesus. In Luke chapter 22, 39, we read this verse. It says, Jesus went out to the mountain to pray as was his custom. Again, as was his habit. You don't have to read very far into any of the gospels to see he went to the mountain to pray, he went to the lake to pray, he went alone to pray, he went to a certain place to pray, he got up early to pray, he stayed up all night and prayed. This was his habit. He regularly had this communication. So when we daily are in the word, 
Again, whether it's a verse or a chapter or lots of chapters, we have this communion with God and prayer continues that so that he can speak to us. In fact, I've got another great quote for you and here's how, what it says. If you only pray when you're in trouble, you're in trouble. Because if that's the only time you're calling out, you're not going to have that intimacy of relationship that comes from the daily habit. Taking that time, quieting your heart, listening to the Lord, praying by habit. In fact, that's the second habit of Jesus. Jesus prayed by habit. These are two powerful habits that he had. Let me give you a third. In Mark chapter 10, we read these words. Jesus taught them again, as was his custom. Here's what Jesus did. Whatever he heard from the Father, whatever he experienced, whatever came out of his reading of the word, whatever came out of his prayer time, he shared it with others regularly. What God did in him, he shared. And part of growth and spiritual health is sharing what God's doing with us. We had a great privilege a couple years ago to go to the Holy Land. And in the Holy Land, there's an interesting experience because you have two bodies of water that are very close to each other. You have the Sea of Galilee and you have the Dead Sea. And here's something interesting about those two bodies of water. The Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea are from the same water source. They both get their water from the same place. The Sea of Galilee has an outlet and in the other end, water flows out and it produces all kinds of life. We have these amazing tilapia there. Same grandchildren, great, 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 great grandchildren of the fish that Peter ate. The Sea of Galilee produces life. The Dead Sea has no outlet and it produces death. Now it's great to float on because it's full of salt and minerals, but there's no life in it. And that's the difference between just receiving, 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 and giving. Giving produces life. And so the third habit of Jesus was this. Jesus passed on to others by habit what he had and what he had found. These habits are vital to us for spiritual health. Find that daily moment in the word. Find that daily moment alone with God. Find that opportunity by habit to share with others what God's doing. Tell somebody what you just read in scripture. Share with somebody what you heard in the sermon this weekend. Talk to somebody about what your prayer requests are so that you can share together and let God work in you. You've heard so many options this weekend. I just want to continue to encourage you that as Dr. Angie told us, self-control is a choice we make but it's also a work of the Holy Spirit. Every miracle God did required somebody to do something in faith. Hold out a rod, walk around a wall, request to meet with the king, hand a, a, some loaves and fishes over. Those miracles happened when a person did what they could do. And that's what healthy habits are. It's putting ourselves in the position to do what we can do so that God can do what we can't do, so that his power can work within us. So let me, let me take you through recovering healthy habits, these three things to encourage you spiritually. Take the prescription of the word of God. Take that medicine of the word and let God nourish you through it. Pray in private. Find that opportunity every day to quiet yourself. Maybe it's in your car during your commute. Maybe just pulling aside before or after a meal. But finding that place to pray in private. And last, 
pass on to others what you have found. Out of all of them, that's been the one that's hardest for me. I was fortunate to grow up in a home where we read scriptures every day as a family at the table. It was part of our daily activity. And then my parents would always say, now you need to go to your room and do your devotions. We prayed together as a family and I sought the Lord, but passing it on, that was a little hard. In fact, when I was in high school, I went to a youth convention and the title of the whole convention was pass it on that it only takes a spark to get a fire going. And when you share what God's doing, that's how it is with his love. You share it and other people will experience it. And I had such a conviction, God, I need to pass on what you've done in me. I need to pass this on so others can experience it. And in fact, at that conference, they had a giant pen that said, pass it on. So I thought, well, God, I need some accountability. So I'm going to wear this to school. And when I go to school, then people say, what does pass it on mean? And I could say, oh, let me tell you about Jesus. Well, the interesting thing is I put it on that morning. And uh, well, I, I put my coat on when I got on the bus, you know, because it was cold. And I got to school and I took my coat off and I'm walking down the hall and I would see friends from church and like, oh, dude, you're wearing the pass it on. Like, yeah. And then I'd see other people I knew at school and I would like my, have my notebook up here hiding it because like, oh, I'm not sure I'm ready to share. It was such a struggle for me because my notebook would go up when I saw somebody who I didn't know if they knew the Lord. And when somebody I knew saw, knew Jesus, it would be down like, oh, look at me. I'm so proud of passing it on. Oop, there's the football coach. Passing it on can be a difficulty for us. But I found that when I learned to share what God's doing in my life, like the Sea of Galilee, life began to happen, strength began to come, and I began to become healthier in all that God has for me. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to ask for the Holy Spirit to do a work in each one of us. Pastor Vaughn and the worship team are going to come and declare a truth over us called chain breaker. Maybe there's a bad habit you need to drop. He's the chain breaker. Maybe there's a new habit you need to start. He's the way maker. He wants to allow that to happen in you and through you. So let's go to the Lord and let him speak to us as they come to minister, chain breaker. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies, if you're trying to fill the same old holes inside, well, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, well, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, well, he's a way maker. Just ain't right 
Thanks, worship team. What a powerful truth for us. I want to go back to the Galatians passage that Dr. Angie gave us, and here's what it says. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. He'll be a chain breaker. Since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. Let's have habits that cooperate with the Spirit so that He can work in us and through us. We're so grateful that you've joined us this weekend. I'm going to pray God's blessing on you in just a moment. But before I do, I just want to share with you that you are in our prayers. We are believing that God has a great work for your life. And we are believing that he who started a good work will be faithful to complete it. I want to declare this passage over you. May you walk by the power of the Holy Spirit. May you not gratify the desires of the flesh. May you live by the Spirit. May you keep in step with the Spirit by His power, in His name, and for His glory. Amen and amen. Make sure you stick around for the wrap. God bless you. We love you. Have a great week in the Lord. Aussie! Yo, welcome. Hello. Come on in. Come on in, man. We're going to start the wrap. We're talking about Recovery Plus, recovering healthy habits. And we're going to go through this one really quick because I find this message very offensive. (laughs) 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 But I am eating a kind bar, so I'm trying to be kind. Being kind to yourself. So it's great to have Dallas with us, man. Thank you for all that you do for Cathedral. Yeah. And uh, it's great to have you on the wrap. I'd love to hear what stuck out to you today. Okay, so... (laughs) The thing that stuck out to me is actually something that Pastor Romel said. And he said um, whenever there was an act of of a miracle or faith, it was always, okay, now go do something about it. Mm -hmm. So when the blind man, when Jesus put the mud on the blind man's eyes, you know, he said, okay, now go and wash your eyes out. And so I just thought that was really interesting that, like, whenever, like, God gives us this faith, 
it's not just, okay, you sit in your room and you yeah. believe really hard mm. and yeah. then he'll give you something. It's like, yeah. okay, no, I've given you the faith. I've given you the steps. Now you have to go mm. and like do it. So like, yeah. you know, yeah. get up and go. I yeah. really like that. I really like that yeah. point. Yeah. Going, awesome. going. It's great to have Brother Ramel oh. back with us, man. Thank Hold you it. for bringing the word, man. It's just, it's always, I always love hearing you speak, man. It's such a I, privilege, man. The way you lead uh, workout sessions, the way you speak here in the sanctuary, man, it's always inspiring. The way yeah. you do your devotionals online. Yeah. Thank you for all you do, man. No doubt. And um, so what stuck out to you, man? Well, uh, you know, um, to be honest, Dr. Angie, I love how she framed, you know, a key healthy behavior. Um, because she said that um, when we're stressed, to just flip the word around and just have some oh. dessert. <laughs> that was, was, I, was like I love that. that. Was I that like right? That. I love that. No, maybe that's yeah. not it. But, yeah. The way she told the story about um, how she walks through this experience of um, helping someone through health, giving all these directives and all these things that we should do. And one of the most important things that needed to happen was the, he, they needed to identify what the problem was. And learning to identify the problem is key because you end up treating stuff that you shouldn't. And if you don't treat yeah. the problem itself, then it doesn't get better. Um, so in thinking about our own lives and, you know, not that I'm the problem, <laughs> but that there is a key idea and a key thing that we really need to be focusing on and work towards that yeah. uh, for us to really get back to that healthy state that we're, we're yeah. desiring. First, even acknowledging that there is a problem. That's... And then what is it? In that's, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, yeah, that's bringing it full circle. You gotta, you, we need a game plan, right? And it's right. hard to attack the problem when you've not defined. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, if there, if I come to you and I have an ailment in my body, you know the exercises right. to help bring back to health. Right. But if I like, hey, I just hurt, you know, yeah. that's not helping you to give me instruction. Yeah, it's really, it's really profound. It's so simplistic. But very profound. Absolutely. Yeah. I love how Pastor Ken said, lead the resistance. Yo. Like, love that. It was like charge. Like just how this um, be just as important as, you know, somebody breaking in your house and gonna and taking something from you is to be like, you know what? The enemy wants to break this mm -hmm. house. And how can I push through the resistance and lead it. And like, I can just see like Braveheart, you know, like, here, well, let's go. But then to be like, what is that simple thing that I can do in my life that would echo that this is important and I'm going to give it all I have for that. So yeah. that's one thing. Yeah, that was great. Um, I, I loved uh, some of Dr. Wayne's uh, sayings too. Oh, yeah. I thought, um, what was the one that said, uh, what was the one about cake? He said, <laughs> he said, daily bread, right? We're supposed to have oh, right, daily right, bread, right. not cake on special occasions. <laughs> right. Um, Let's talk about offended. I, I was yeah. offended by that. <laughs> was what, but what? Can't have cake daily, though. We can't right. interchange those two statements. So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, something, something that's it's, it's just very, in, instead of treating the word of God like it's just, it's, it's medicine only when you get sick mm. or it's, the crisis counselor that we need uh, when things are going bad. Yeah. It's really the proactive maintenance of healthy living mm. and, and godly standards. Yeah, and it's, so, all sh it's all yeah. shifting perspective, right? The all messages are about shifting our perspectives on, mm -hmm. on health. You know, Pastor Ken talking about bad habits and then letting us know that, hey, we can form, you know, good habits um, just Absolutely. as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and, you know, Dr. Wayne talking about how, look, if we're praying, you know, when, mm. when there's a problem, 
just when there's a problem, yeah. then then you got a problem. Yeah, right? that's right. <laughs> that is the problem. That yeah. is the problem. That's <laughs> it. That's framing it. That's framing there it. There you right. go, Dallas. Yeah. You ain't talking to God enough. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Pastor Angie, or Dr. Angie, when she was saying uh, about the spirit, how sometimes you think people who are super disciplined are just that, and how. If you ask God for those things, that the wow. Spirit of God will help you. Yeah. And to not just think that, oh, that's for those kind of people, or I mm. I'm just wasn't wired that and I can never, because we start, stop, start, stop, stop. But realizing that there's newness in the Spirit for you in this season. Yeah. And we have yes. to do the ask. We're capable of so much more yes. if we would just make the step by step by step. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. And that, like, kind of actually goes into the second part that really mm -hmm. stood out to me was when Dr. Wayne said, um, Jesus was always teaching. Whatever Jesus received, mm -hmm. he always, you know, gave back. And um, kind of going to Pastor Irene's point, it's like some people think that, you know, in order to teach people about God, in order to, you know, teach people about Scripture, you have to go to Bible college. You have to, mm -hmm. like, know this. You have to be a pastor. But, and those things are important, you know, being coming or pastor, be, getting educated. Perfect, you know, right, exactly. Be, yeah. You have to be perfect. But the word of God never tells you you have to be perfect to share his word. Mm -hmm. He just, just shares his word. And I remember um, in the Bible, there were, um, when the blind man was healed, he had no theology. He had no degree. He wasn't even a disciple or anything like that. He never even saw Jesus in real life. He just walked up to people and said, I don't know what happened. Uh, I was blind and now I can see. And that was his testimony and that was it. Mm -hmm. And so many people got saved just because he had the faith to step out and to share and to teach. Yeah. Even though he had very little, it mm -hmm. just like, this is all I have? Well, then mm -hmm. give that, and then God will do the yeah. rest. Yes. That's right. Good. That's yeah. right. Never underestimating something that is small, like the seed that yeah. can have so much, bear so much fruit. But what do we have in our hands? What can we do? Maybe we don't have yeah. this amazing gym membership or, or whatever, <laughs> but what do we have? Yeah, what yeah. can we yeah. do? Well, it's even like what you said last week. Um, the deepest thing you can do is start in the shallow, right? Okay. And so, and, and it, it's speaking directly to what you were talking right. about, the small steps, the incremental change. Right. The, the monumental, the miraculous mm -hmm. is always a result of the mundane That's right. and the monotonous, right? right. It's, it's, it's going to the gym. It's stop, eat, stop eating after a certain hour or whatever it is, the adjustment that you make. Mm -hmm. It may seem like, what difference does that make today? Yeah. You may not see it in the, in the mirror. You don't see it on the scale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But over time, that's how it's done. That's right. And, like, it's, so, it's an unattractive process, yeah. but yet it is a, it's a transformative one. Yeah, that's for transformation. I think that's what you said. I'm quoting Pastor Ramal. The guaranteed result of a small things add up to change. Impossible change. Impossible yeah. change. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Because it's a guarantee. Right, the small yep. changes are guaranteed to happen. Mm. Yep. Instead of taking big, huge That's chunks. That's encouraging. Yeah, we can we can do it. It's it's, it's a frame to mm -hmm. let people know that it's possible. Yeah. The like things that we're dealing with that are unhealthy, man, they're daunting and they're challenging. Mm -hmm. And to take a message like this, just to give people some hope, and that it's that it's possible. Mm -hmm. And it tends to send the share the light or shed the light on doing it by ourselves. It's a self thing. Mm -hmm. But man, we can do so much better together, mm -hmm. like this, mm -hmm. and to help us through the process because mm -hmm. the word does say as you folks have shared earlier, and that with God, it's with God. Yes. It's mm -hmm. with God. It's good, man. That all things are possible. So good. Yeah. And, and even like Dr. Wayne's uh, imagery with the, uh, the badge. It on. The mm -hmm. badge. Pass it on. And how sometimes we're, we're happy to share that with people that know about it, but then we kind of right. hide it when we're yep. uh, 
not sure of it ourselves or what where the other person stands. Right. Like it's in that community, the accountability is what I'm it's getting. It's really at. easy to talk about God with people who know yeah. God and you get mm -hmm. nerdy about Bible stuff. But yeah. to talk about someone who's like maybe they could reject you. I think that was like the scariest thing. Mm. It's like they could completely reject me and I look like a fool, but you know, what are you going to do if like that's the one time that person gets that's a right. chance to hear God. That's right. Seeds have been planted. Seeds. Mm -hmm. The way of the seed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a takeaway of just one step for all of us. And mm -hmm. if you can, maybe just share it in the chat because it might inspire somebody else. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one thing that, hey, this is one tangible step I can do this week. Yep. Our scripture for today is Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. It says, walk awesome. by the Spirit Oof. and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. That's like clear cut. You will not. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. God has given us the Holy Spirit, a counselor, a best friend, somebody who intercedes on our behalf when we're not even aware of it. That is God's gift and deposit to us. So come on, Cathedral, let us walk in the Spirit. Yeah, let's go. Stand walk in the, the Spirit. <laughs> Amen. Walk with, I walk with the Lord daily, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who says I don't exercise? That's great, Walking man. Walking God every day. I love that. that daily. <laughs> you know, all day, daily. All day. Right? <laughs> all day. <laughs> so let's go, Cathedral of Faith. Yes. Hey, put it in the chat. Let's go. Let's go. Let's Get go. up and go. Get up and Get go. Get up and go. Get up and go. So thank you all for tuning in. Make those small changes. Maybe some of you all need to take one of these steps, put it in the motions. Maybe mm -hmm. you just need to actually take a step, right. a mm -hmm. physical step. Get out, walk around, see the beauty in the world. Mm -hmm. So thank you again. We love you, Cathedral of Faith. Stay, yep. stay locked and connected. And as always, it's, it's a, a wrap. wrap. Woo!